You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. The Foundation of Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Some got out, but not all. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Some women and children finally emerged from their hideout in a steel plant in Mariupol. A city Russians have nearly destroyed, and they may be bust today to a Ukrainian-controlled city. Ukrainian President Zelensky says the humanitarian corridors that were set up by the UN and the Red Cross to relieve civilians are finally working. But President Zelensky said in his last update that so far, 100 civilians have been released, but there are still hundreds more, uh, including Ukrainian Marines, in the tunnels. Fox's Matt Finn in Lviv. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Ukraine over the weekend, meeting with President Zelensky. We're there for the fight, and you cannot, uh, you cannot fold to a bully. This is Russian bombing continues in several areas of Ukraine, killing at least three more civilians. The price of the gas pump that surged after Russia's invasion has been going back up. Regulars risen seven cents in the past week. Diesel hit a fresh all-time high this morning, now at 532 per gallon. It's the last day to campaign across Ohio before the primaries tomorrow with a key Senate seat up for grabs. Congressman Tim Ryan leads the polls in the Democratic race to replace retiring GOP Senator Rob Portman. J.D. Vance took a lead in the Republican race after Donald Trump's endorsement the former president rallied in Nebraska yesterday. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together and they would not have been able to do and they certainly haven't done the damage that Joe Biden has done to our country in just 16 months. Inflation, the economy, crime, these are the big issues for U.S. voters right now. And the latest polling numbers are certainly troubling for the White House. From the Washington Post and ABC News, 68% of voters disapprove of President Biden's handling of the economy. Fox's Doug Luzader, the president's overall approval rating has risen from the 30s to 42% in that poll. And when asked about the midterm elections, 46% said they'd vote for a Democratic candidate, 45% say the Republican. America's listening to Fox News. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. We mentioned Ohio's primaries are tomorrow. Later this month, they'll vote in Pennsylvania. Today is the deadline to register to vote in those primaries. Pennsylvania is going to be a closely watched state after the primaries on May 17th. Three House seats are considered toss-ups, and Republicans need just five seats to regain control of the U.S. House. The Senate race has already grabbed headlines as both parties duke it out for a seat left open by retiring Republican Senator Pat Toomey. President Trump has endorsed Dr. Mehmet Oz, and whoever the Republican nominee ends up being, they'll likely 
recently faced Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Pennsylvania is still involved in a court fight over mail-in ballots after a court struck down a new no-excuse absentee voting rule. But the Pennsylvania Secretary of State said there's no current impact on mail-in voting and encouraged people to request those ballots. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. At the Supreme Court, the hearings are over. Time to decide cases. Generally, opinions are delivered up until late June or early July. Justices heard arguments back in December to a challenge the Mississippi's law banning abortions after 15 weeks earlier in a pregnancy than allowed under the Roe v. Wade standard. Just last week, the court considered cases about the federal government's remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers and whether a public school can prohibit a coach's postgame prayer on the 50-yard line. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are rising before a new month of trading after a bad April. The Dow dropped almost 5%. The Nasdaq plunged 13% its worst month since 2008. In the NBA playoffs. Thompson to pull. Pull. Long three-pointer. That's good. Jordan pull from way downtown. Well, Clay Thompson then hit a three in the last minute that ended up the game winner for Golden State. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies in Memphis 117-116 on ABC. The Milwaukee Bucks also won a series opener in Boston, beating the Celtics 101-89. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 6.05 in the morning, 71 degrees, foggy and misty across Acadiana. It's already humid, Bernie. 96% humidity outside. Absolutely swampy. This is one of those days where you need three pairs of underwear and some gold bond medicated powder. (laughs) Just a heads up for those of you who are going to be working outside. Dave Baker says that humidity sticks around. Partly cloudy today with a breeze coming later. 10% chance of rain with a high of 85. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96. 65 KPL. I'm Ian Ozan. We started Lafayette, where 12 people, including the suspected gunman, are in the hospital after a downtown shooting. It happened around 1.45 Sunday morning on Jefferson Street near East Congress. Police say a responding officer engaged the suspect, who was wounded. No word of the suspect was shot by the officer or by someone else. The Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office is investigating the officer-involved shooting aspect of the case. Lafayette Police handling the rest of it. The suspected gunman is in critical condition. The 11 victims suffered non-life-threatening wounds. In Opelousas, police say a Lafayette man is in custody and another is wanted in connection with last week's shooting that left the man dead and a child dead. Felton James Martin of Lafayette is in custody. He's facing two counts of first-degree murder, three counts of attempted first-degree murder, home invasion, and felon, felon in possession of a gun charge. Deviantre Bro is also wanted on those charges. Call Opelousas Police at 948-2500 or St. Landry Crime Stoppers at 948-TIPS if you know where they are. Know where he is, excuse me. In Mamu, one of the suspects accused of shooting at the police chief is now in custody. Devante Poulard is in jail on an attempted first-degree murder charge. Lewis Bro is still on the run. Both are accused of, of both are accused of a drive-by shooting that led to a police chase. That chase, police say, ended with the pair shooting at the chief. In Bro Bridge, police say they found the body of a man who went missing over the weekend. Greg Skelly's family reported him missing on Friday. Police say they're investigating the disappearance and the death. In St. Mary Parish, deputies are investigating a body found in the Atchafalaya River. That body was discovered near Berwick early Sunday morning. The sheriff's office says no other details about the case are available. In East Feliciana Parish, a grand jury will hear the case against a mother and a father accused of neglecting their adult daughter. That neglect, prosecutors say, led to the daughter's death. 
Kevin Gallagher has the details. In early January, the coroner and investigators were called to the home of Clay and Sheila Fletcher of Slaughter, where they found 36-year-old Lacey Fletcher dead and decomposing on a sofa. District Attorney Sam DeQuilla says he'll ask grand jurors to consider murder charges. You know, I don't know if they really wanted her to die. You know, that's something for the grand jury to determine. But you just don't treat animals or people like that. Lacey was surrounded in her own filth and had not had any proper care or attention in some time. It just seems like she was not provided the care that she needed. If indicted and convicted, the Fletchers could face life in prison. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In Baton Rouge, a 100-mile-per-hour car chase ends in a deadly crash. Police say the chase began after an officer saw Darian Rogers speed the wrong way down a one-way one-way road. The chase ended on Scenic Highway when Rogers allegedly hit a car. That car's driver, Sherelle Weston, died at the scene. Rogers is facing manslaughter and other charges. Staying in Baton Rouge, police are investigating reckless car stunts that shut down traffic Saturday night. It happened on College Drive near Interstate 10. Crowds blocked the road to watch the drivers perform wheelies and donuts. To make matters worse, it blocked traffic just as the Garth Brooks concert was ending. Police and other first responders broke up the impromptu car meet and handed out citations. Police say they're familiar with the suspects and that the case remains under investigation. Lafayette, not the only place dealing with fast and furious imitators. The spring elections are over, and two Acadiana towns have new leadership. First in St. Martinville, Parish Councilman Jason Willis will be the city's new mayor. Willis beat the incumbent, Melinda Mitchell, by a 58-42% margin. Staying in St. Martinville, proof that every vote counts. Denise Anthony beat James Charles to win the District 4 council seat. The final vote tally, Anthony, 219, Charles, 217. That's right, Anthony won the seat by only two votes. In Abbeville, another tight race. Former police chief Mike Hardy will return to office 20 years after leaving. Hardy beat the incumbent, Bill Spearman, by 34 votes to reclaim his former job. Hardy served three terms as chief between 1990 and 2002. In Lafayette, voters who live in the Downtown Development Authority's district overwhelmingly approved a renewal to a property tax that funds the DDA's operation. According to the Secretary of State's office, 25% of eligible voters cast ballots in that race. We have full results from all of this weekend's elections in Acadiana. You can find them at kpel965.com and on the KPL app. In state politics at the Capitol, the House will consider a bill that would require schools to test third graders on their reading proficiency. Under the proposal, students would have to pass before moving to the fourth grade. Brooke Thornton has the story. Mandeville Representative Richard Nelson says he was inspired by a law from a neighboring state who's seen their literacy rank improve from 49th to 29th in only nine years. So this idea of not promoting kids past third grade if they can't read really came from Mississippi. And students can be tested multiple times if they don't meet the proficiency rate set by state education. And then the bill also includes provisions so that you get this intensive training to try and get your reading up if you, in the event that you actually are held back. If passed, it would go into effect at the end of the 23-24 school year. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Last week, we told you about a bill seeking to eliminate the death penalty in Louisiana. We told you that bill died. Now we're learning support for capital punishment in Louisiana is decreasing. David Grubb looks at the numbers. Based on data from the 2022 Louisiana survey, just over half of Louisiana residents support the use of the death penalty. But that number is down seven percentage points from four years ago. That strength 
of support has been shrinking over the last few years. Dr. Michael Henderson of the LSU Public Policy Research Lab says the state is slowly trending in the same direction as the rest of the country. So I think people have just reconsidered um, whether that's the best sentencing measure uh, to handle uh, these kinds of crimes. Henderson says if that trend continues, the legislature may reconsider that view in their policy, you know, a decade from now or perhaps sooner. I'm David Grubb. In traffic talk, Dulles Drive between Ambassador Caffrey and North Doming Road reopens this morning. The stretch of Dulles between Doming and Westgate Road remains closed. The northbound outside lane on Ambassador approaching Dulles will be closed for two months starting today. Crews will be widening that lane. In sports, the NFL draft is over. Two Raging Cajuns football players get selected in the fourth round. The New York, Jet, New York Jets picked offensive tackle Max Mitchell. The Washington Commanders took defensive back Percy Butler. Three other Cajuns signed with teams as undrafted free agents. Linebacker Farad Gardner will join Butler in Washington. Linebacker Chauncey Manack is headed to Green Bay. And quarterback Levi Lewis is going to Seattle. He'll compete for the starting quarterback job against Drew Locke, Geno Smith, and Jacob Eason. The New Orleans Saints, meanwhile, picked up big talent from small schools during the draft. Among them, Northern Iowa offensive lineman Trevor Penning and Appalachian State linebacker DeMarco Jackson. Saints general manager Mickey Loomis says both have tremendous upside despite coming from non-Power 5 schools. You know, we've had some success, you know, with Jari Evans and there's been some other guys, uh, Juwan Bushrod, for example. You know, we've had some some linemen from, um, you know, from smaller schools be successful and, and uh you know, Doug Marone was a big part of that process when he was here before, so um, we're not afraid to take, you know, guys and let 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 our eyes. You know, we trust our eyes. We trust the eyes of of our scouts and and our coaches. He's highly competitive. He was a two-time captain there, and so, you know, we felt like he was somebody that fit into our system, can do some of the things that we're asking to do, um, and and also there's a team, there's a you know special teams vision with the player, and so. Um, we felt like there was a lot of things that he could provide to our team that would benefit us. The Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team sweeps Coastal Carolina to maintain first place in the conference race. Final score, 6-0 on Friday and 6-3 and 7-3 on Saturday. Melissa Mayu had a triumphant senior day on Saturday. Mayu recorded a triple, a home run, and five runs batted in during Game 1. In Game 2, she drove in the go-ahead run to put the Cajuns ahead for good. Louisiana softball closes the regular season this week with a three-game series at ULM. The Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team takes two of three from Appalachian State to win another conference series. The Cajuns beat the Mountaineers 14-3 on Friday and 12-7 on Saturday. App State pulled off a 9-4 win on Sunday. Cajuns are back at home next weekend for a three-game series against UTA. In women's basketball, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns welcoming back Brandy Williams. She's coming back for one more year. She's only one of tw 20 players in Cajuns history to score 1,000 career points. She played in only three contests last season before suffering a season-ending injury. During that three-game span, she led the team in scoring with nearly 15 points per game. Williams initially considered going pro, but she decided to return to UL and use her final year of eligibility. Speaking of basketball, the New Orleans Pelicans are thanking their fans for making this year's playoff run a memorable one. Pelicans Vice President David Griffin said the bond between the team and the fans was unlike anything he's ever experienced. The, the shared hope and joy that exists between our players and this fan base is phenomenal. It's a really rare thing. The word special gets overused, but I, I dare you to find another group that's ever done what this group has done the way they've done it. And it's because Willie never changed. He was the same all the way through. 
the Willie he's referring to, head coach Willie Green. In high school softball, four Acadiana teams reached the state finals with only one winning a state championship. Notre Dame claimed its fourth straight state title on Saturday. They beat St. Charles 6-4 to to win the Division Three crown. Opelousa's Catholic fell to Calvary Baptist in the Division Four title game, final score 8-4. Northside Christian of Crowley lost to Claiborne Christian in the Division Five championship game, 15-1 final score there. And in Class 2A, Port Barry falls to Manny, 3-0. Congratulations to all of the Acadiana schools that reached the state tournament as well as the state championship game. Mega Millions, nobody won it, nobody won the Powerball, nobody won any of the big jackpots this weekend, mm. Bernie. It's tomorrow night worth $57 million. Lotto on Wednesday worth $1.3 million. Hmm. Easy on Wednesday worth $60,000. Powerball tonight worth $27 million. By the way, uh, in Louisiana, it was a bad weekend all around. Mega Millions, most anybody won was $500 in Louisiana Friday night. Most anybody won in Louisiana on the Powerball Saturday was $300. Uh, 25 people got close to the easy five. They won 100 bucks each. And the beauty of the lotto, if you get five of six, it's a paramutual. So the, the second place prize is divvied up by the number of people who hit it. Only three people match five of the six. They take home about $3,300. Oh. Not bad dollar investment. That's not bad at all, my friend. No, not at all. And finally, Bernie. Yes, sir. Take a look at the odd news and see what all is uh, going on in the world today. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, you know, some people, they like to go to the chapel to get married. Yeah. To do big old uh, events, like to have big parties, invite uh, everybody and their mama mm. and their mama. And some people just like going to Vegas to get the job done. <laughs> An Oklahoma couple had the Vegas plan in mind. In fact, they bought the tickets. They had the trip planned. They were on their way to Vegas to tie the knot. But here's the problem. Southwest Airlines canceled the flight Oops. as they were on the way to elope. So Southwest Airlines made good. Pam Patterson and Jeremy Salda, who were supposed to be on that flight, Got married on the plane. Wow. Their wedding attire. And at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, they boarded the plane, but the flight got canceled because of various delays. So a fellow passenger named Chris, who also was going from Dallas to Vegas, overheard them discussing their situation. He, he said, hey, I'm an ordained minister. Not sure which church, not sure if it's the Universal Life Church or if it's the Church of the Latter-day Dude, but either way. <laughs> the trio booked the last three remaining seats on a Southwest flight from Dallas Love Field to Vegas. They got an Uber to get to the other airport, and while boarding the new flight, the pilot noticed they were all still wearing their wedding attire. So the pilot said, hey. Why, why wait till you get to Vegas? Let's do it now. So as they were boarding, once everybody sat, before they did all of the pre-flight particulars, there was a wedding on board the plane Aww, at Love Field. That's kind of super sweet. A flight attendant, Julie stood as the maid of honor, a professional photographer who was on the plane, happened to be on the same flight, took out a camera, started uh, documenting the ceremony, and a wedding on an airplane at Love Field. You could not script it better. That's really sweet, man. You know, often it it's, it is all the kind of wacky stuff, but that's really nice. That's sweet. It is. And you know what? Southwest Airlines, they say you want to get away, even when you <laughs> still make sure that your dreams come true. <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. It's coming up now on 619 on Acadiana's Morning News. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. Warm and sticky across Acadiana. The thunderstorms that brought the problems for festival yesterday have now dissipated, and the instability is moving farther to the north. So after a bit of cloud cover out there this morning, I think skies will become partly cloudy. Temperatures climbing back to 85 degrees. We'll see our winds out of the south at around 15 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, skies remaining mostly cloudy as lows will drop to near 70. Into Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, warm and humid, your high temperature near 87. Up to 87 on Wednesday under partly cloudy skies. Thursday, we'll see a front pushing close to the area, and that'll bring a better chance for showers and thunderstorms. We'll see high temperatures around 84. It'll dry out over the weekend with partly cloudy skies and highs in the mid to upper 80s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. We are in the middle of the NBA playoffs. Action is nonstop, not just in the playoffs, but also at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, and you get $150 in free bets if they do. That's not a bad idea. Place a bet for $5, and if you win, you win big. Not only do you get the payout on that bet, you also get $150 in free bets. So turn that small bet into a big payday with the DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you're looking for an even bigger payday, DraftKings Same Game Parlays can help you win even more. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if a leg doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook application right now. Use promo code PELICAN. You know it by now. PELICAN, PELICAN, PELICAN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PELICAN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Do it now. Pelican, Pelican, Pelican. You must be 21 years or older and physically present in Louisiana to play. Availability varies by parish and eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit must be put down to use code word Pelican. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensing partner is the Golden Nugget of Lake Charles, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-877-770-STOP. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Double-checking how things are looking traffic-wise. We do have an all-clear. No traffic crashes. No breakdowns to report to you right now. Just remember, you need to buckle up. Keep it safe out there. And don't forget, Dulles Drive between Ambassador and North Domain does reopen this morning. And that's just that one section of roadway. Ambassador approaching the area of Westgate. That area is closed. D.I.O. It's coming up now on 624 on Acadiana's Morning News. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Bernie. How are you? I'm doing great. All right, so Monday is rolled around again. And, okay, it was kind of, well, to say the least, a little bit crazy. You know, a festival weekend that was just 
wonderful in terms of, you know, everything was going well this weekend. The weather was fine. And then we have this shooting situation. So do we know, like, if what do we know at this point? What we know right now is the little bit that we have from police and the little bit that we have from a witness who was on scene. I had a chance to speak with a witness uh, to the shooting within a half hour of it happening early Sunday morning. And what he told me was that he was in his apartment. He lives downtown and was watching what was going on on the street below when he heard what sounded like 20 gunshots. And he saw people, he told me that, he saw men who were big hulking figures that you wouldn't think would be scared of anything hiding behind trees, people scattering and running everywhere. Within a couple of minutes, police were on the scene and scoping out the situation. We found out after the fact that one of the officers responded as Lafayette police put it, quote, engaged with the suspect, end quote. What we don't know is if the bullet that was shot by or that the bullet that was fired by the officers, the one that hit the suspect, or if somebody else shot him. That we'll find out with the Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office investigation. We know that 12 people were wounded. That includes the gunman, the uh, suspected gunman, I should say. He is in critical condition in a hospital. The 11 other victims, from what we've been told so far, suffered non-life-threatening wounds. Now, if there's any updates to that, I'm sure we'll find out as it comes along. But uh, right now, all we know is that, A, this happened around quarter to two Sunday morning that 12 people, including the suspected gunman, were wounded and that Lafayette Parish Sheriff's uh, deputies are investigating an officer-involved shooting connected to that particular incident. What we do need to clarify here is that this was not during Festival International. This happened hours after Saturday night's festivities had ended. And I make this point because I was speaking with someone uh, just a few days ago, and I asked them, are you going downtown? I said, no, every year somebody gets shot at festival. And that's the key word that that person used, at festival. There's never been a shooting at festival. There have been shootings that have happened downtown, near some of the nightclubs that are there, on the weekends that festival has happened, but always hours after the fact. And it hurts me when festival gets maligned by the actions of a bunch of idiots that happen to be in the same place hours after the events end. This is not a Festival International problem. And to give Festival International credit where credit is due, they do a damn good job of making sure everybody is safe, of making sure that the police presence is, yeah, is at the what true. is at that the people who are downtown during the hours of Festival International are are doing uh, that the people who are there during the hours of festival are safe and are going to enjoy themselves without fear of anything happening. But we here in Lafayette, in Acadiana, and the surrounding areas, doesn't matter where you are, we need to do a better job of marketing ourselves and promoting ourselves. And really and truly, for the people who go downtown, I don't care how old you are, if you're going downtown after hours, Act like you've been somewhere before. <laughs> Act like you know how to conduct yourself, yourself in public. Act like you know mm -hmm. what's expected of a human being. If you're going to be somewhere, I don't care what weekend it is, leave the gun at home. To quote Chris Rock, if you go into a place where you know there – or no, his line was, 
Why go to a nightclub with a metal detector? Sure, you're going to be safe inside, but what about the people outside waiting for you? If you have to carry to go somewhere, just don't go downtown. Don't go to a nightclub. Don't do it. And it, it, it really and truly, Bernie, I am. my mind is boggled that on what should have been a celebratory weekend for downtown Lafayette with the festival returning, with the tax passing or the, the tax renewal passing, that something like this wipes away all of that. I know. Good. I know. That, but, you know, here's the thing. You know, I think it's, it's too, if, if we're being fair, sometimes the downtown area does have a reputation for issues in the past. Let me put it that way. Right. So I think there's a natural nervousness, perhaps, that later at night, maybe it's not as safe. Now, I'm just throwing that out there as devil's advocate because I just know how people talk. Right. And I'll be the devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. I can say the same thing about anywhere in Lafayette after dark. I want to keep my head on a swivel. I don't care if I'm downtown. I don't care if I'm on the north side. I don't care if I'm at a racetrack uh, three blocks from the station or on the corner of Vero and Ambassador. And I understand that. But there have been, you you know, instances that have happened over the years, I think, that make people nervous. Right. And and I get that, especially if you, for those of a certain age who remember what downtown was before streetscape, before things were beautified. Downtown wasn't a pretty place in the early 1990s. It, it is what it is. But also at the same time, no, I'm talking like a city of not. I'm not talking like then, boo. That's like 25 years ago. I'm talking within our right within the recent history. I mean, come on, Ian, you, right. you got to be fair that there have been issues there. I mean, I, yeah, there's not a shooting every night. I'm not suggesting that. But uh, you can't say that there aren't, you know, some situations that have occurred over the years, whether it's in a festival time or not, that it does make people nervous. Right. And that was my next point. Now, the history there, that's one thing. But more recently, we have not helped ourselves. And I say we because this is my generation and, and younger. We were the first ones to be able to take advantage of the nightclubs downtown or maybe the, the latter part of Gen X. So those who are near my age, a little bit older and a little bit younger, we were the first. Our generations didn't help downtown's case because what has happened, we see the stupidity happening. Because people get in fights in bars, because people don't know how to settle their uh, differences uh, with uh, any with fisticuffs or less, they have to resort to shooting. It's it, we've not helped ourselves. And the million dollar question is, how do you do it? Do you amp up security downtown? If so, how do you pay for the extra overtime for the police officers to do it? How do you reschedule? How do you reshuffle schedules to make sure that there are people downtown? Is there a way we can make sure that downtown is quote unquote safe? Uh, whether it's festival, whether it's not. That's the million-dollar question. But for me, my initial thought is it just sucks considering this was supposed to be oh, a I weekend. I agree with you. It, it was, is. It does. It just mars the event, even if, like I said, perception ends up being that way. I, I'm not suggesting that it is reality. I'm just suggesting that perception is perception. Yeah. And that's... And that's and the big thing right now, not just for downtown, but also for the the entire city. How do we change that perception? What can we do to change that perception? And I'm wondering if with the opening of the new uh, – the old federal courthouse, I should say, is an apartment complex, is a condo complex. 
with more residential coming downtown, as more businesses start coming in, if we'll start to see that change. Now, that's years away. Mm-hmm. We, can't, we can look at the crystal ball. We can guess all we want. But I'm wondering as the makeup of downtown changes and it becomes more residential, as it becomes more mixed use and not just all bars uh, or mostly bars, I'm wondering if we'll start to see that shift. I don't know. I I truly, truly hope so. You know, um, I really do. I hope so, too. It's, it's one of those things where this is this by itself could be a three hour program with <laughs> with a deep. Yeah. With, and with some of the other folks how do we a how do we change the perception b how do we prevent something like what happened saturday night from happening again yeah now that second part of that question is is a little bit uh, i think a little bit out of anybody's hands i don't think there's sure. any way we can we can truly fix stupidity but uh changing the perception i think is the first place that we as a city need to begin we need to start seeking solutions to that mm. um uh, this person says, just for the record, I carry. Um, I'm a safe carrier, but also know how to shoot. It's ridiculous that everyone should not carry. So the good guys don't carry and the bad guys do carry. Not a good recipe. That's from one of our listeners. I can understand and, that person's perspective, too. And I don't necessarily just <clears throat> what he's saying, though, when you there, therein lies the rub as well. Bars, places that serve alcohol, are technically off limits for guns. Correct. But so, do you really think so? We'll have to wait till we find out more about the person who is alleged to have done the shooting and find out whether or not that person had a lawful carry concealed permit or if that person was just breaking the law. Well, and somebody would have to correct me if I'm wrong here. Even if you're lawful concealed carry, you're still not allowed to bring it in the bar. Now, Correct. Correct, but that's my point. Both ways, that, whether he's a I criminal think, and takes it in there and doesn't have a you know any kind of bad record, and he just decides to bring it in there, or he's a concealed carry person and decides to bring it in there, they'll rip your concealed carry card right out of your hand. Right, and and you're right. We do have to wait to see what else developed from this, whether or not. Right now, the one thing we know is that we don't know much. Yeah. So when we figure it out, we'll find out. But still, uh, it goes back to the perception thing. This, yeah, it doesn't downtown in a time where downtown was on was looking up, especially yeah. after two pandemic. Yeah, it really pisses me off. I got to tell you, and I don't care whether it's you know air quotes associated with the festival or it's just you know another shooting like we've seen throughout Acadiana. It really does bother me because yeah, the festival you know making its triumphant return. And unfortunately, people are going to tie that in their minds to it. And it's a damn shame. Yeah, it is. And I was one when when I was that age. I went downtown only once. There was nothing about the nightclub life that did anything for me that mm-hmm. one time. I never did it again, even after I moved back. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't get the appeal of it personally. For some people, if that floats your boat, go for it. But mm-hmm. for Christ's sake... Don't well, stu- yeah, don't be stupid in the, you know, in the sense that don't carry a weapon, obviously. And then, you know, if if you're planning to go in the bar. Right. Um, and if you're not supposed to be carrying a gun, don't carry a gun. And, you know, when the kids would want to go down there, our kids, our daughters, they would ask us and we would go with them. So we were always a big group of people, you know, 
kind of a different world for us, I guess. A little weird. Yeah, it is. It's weird, and I feel bad for some of the businesses that suffered damage. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Digital, give him credit, uh, he updated the story at kpal965.com. He got pictures from people who went near the scene afterward. The bullet holes through through the glass at some of the buildings nearby. Mm-hmm. This has suffered damage, too. We've been talking about the, the people who were wounded, but people who weren't there, who now have to reopen their shops today. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that their businesses are damaged. Mm-hmm. Their store from hurt. And going back to perception, if you see a bullet hole through a glass driving by, why would you want to stop there? Well, that's my whole point. Whether it happened during festival hours and performances or after, I think the average person has a hard time distinguishing that. And that's why it makes me so frustrated. But I also live in the world of perception. Um, and that's, I know what angers you too, is because, you know, that's ridiculous. Um, and you know, if this person is the person who was doing the shooting and is convicted in a court of law, if I'm a business owner, I'm going after that person, you know, for whatever, whatever deductible I had to pay to my insurance company, because I'm so just PO'd. Let me put it that way. Well, put it this way. I'll be swinging by right on fashions to give you another sequin jacket at some time soon. Okay, but you, I know, and you say that, but I, have I received one as a gift? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your birthday just passed, so really, I owe you a sequin jacket. <laughs> and here's the thing, right on fashions, I think, is only men's clothes. So if I'm going to look for you for a sequin jacket, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. I don't care. I just want a sequin jacket. I've only, one, two, I've only got two, Ian. A woman should not have just two sequin jackets. I'm going to have to see if they still have the leopard print sequin jacket. That would <laughs> you perfectly. Yes, yes, I would look fabulous. All right, it's coming up now, 639. On Acadiana's morning news. <laughs> We've got more to come. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Starting off the week on a warm note with temperatures in the low 70s early in the day. We'll see clouds and then the clouds will eventually break up, giving way to partly cloudy skies this afternoon. You're high near 85 degrees. Tonight, clouds rolling back in as lows will drop to near 70. Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 86. Wednesday, up to 87 with partly cloudy skies. Showers and thunderstorms returning on Thursday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5. KPL. All right, 71 mostly cloudy skies. Our weather update being brought to you by the folks over at Ardco Equipment. Ardco Equipment for all of your equipment rental needs. Trust Ardco. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We are still doing great traffic wise this morning. No traffic crashes, no breakdowns. Okay, Ambassador Caffrey, what part is open? Okay. So here's what's open for Dulles, okay? So this is the part impacting Ambassador. Dulles Drive between Ambassador and North Domang is open. It reopens this morning. Let me say it again. Dulles Drive between Ambassador and North Domang reopens. Now, the stretch of Dulles that goes between Domang and Westgate, that's still closed. That's going to be several more months, okay? So just keep that in mind. Coming up now at 643, our traffic update brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public accountant. 
You affirm for a lifetime. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Okay, Ian, it is uh, now 6.44 in the morning. Good morning, Acadiana, and uh, Ian, good morning to you again. Okay, so we, we have to discuss something very serious, Ian. Okay. All right, so Winky Dinky Dog checked in this morning. Uh, yeah, we love him. He's a beautiful, beautiful person, but he is making a request. Okay, so we've got number one app chatter is John. Okay, yes. John does that by far, far and away. Number one app chatter. Number two, close second here, Scott from Plaisance. He's the number two app chatter. Now we have a request from Winky Dinky Dog. And he okay. says, uh... Look, I listen to y'all every day. I want to be number three. <laughs> I want to be number three, he says. All right, maybe. We'll take it under consideration. I did, though, suggest to him, Ian, that perhaps um, it might be a little bit better um, mm-hmm. if perhaps he would consider purchasing a sequin jacket. Well... <laughs> thing with winky dinky dog he is not beyond doing that this is the same person if and wink would have to correct me i think he ran an entire marathon in a hot dog suit so (laughs) if it was dog suit it was something that was just as ridiculous but uh but yes he is not beyond doing anything that's extravagant is that the right word Uh, yes 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 um, so we'll have to consider it. Do you agree to take it under consideration? We'll absolutely take it under consideration. It's Winky Dinky Dog. So, yes, I will uh, certainly take it under consideration. Okay. Undefined, he says. Wait, do you, wait, wait. What do you mean undefined, Wink? That's okay. a folk. That, uh, oh, he's, he's, it's a pouty face. He sent a pouty face through the app chat. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay. So, well, that is a shame that emojis don't come through. Now, how are we supposed to get people's, oh, you are so pretty, Winky Dinky. Now, listen here, Winky Dink. You're you're on a provisional three. Ian and I are going to sit back and talk about it. Ian, make sure that you pull up the app chat so you can see this face. It's pretty pathetic. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's Winky Dinky Dog. At, at first, I thought he was sticking out his tongue, and I realized, no, that's just the pout. That's the boudet lip. So I guess we have to take him as a provisional three. So as not to, I don't know, hurt his heart. <laughs> don't boudin wink when you can have boudin. <laughs> All right. It's coming up now on 647 on Acadiana's Morning News. Coming up this morning, we'll get our conversation in with Freddie DeCourt, mayor over New Iberia. That'll be in the 7 o'clock hour. Also, Chris Babin with Better Business Bureau. Going to talk about exactly what uh, is affecting people in the Acadiana area. He brings in the exact area, the exact zip code and how people have been either taken in by a scam or they have questioned it and said, hey, scam tracker, you guys need to know about this. So he'll talk to us a little bit about that coming up in just a bit. Okay, Ian, I want to I want to turn to a crazy, crazy case that um, we reported on last week. And today this case is going before a grand jury and it's absolutely horrific and it is a discussion that started last week in january a young 
woman with some some mental issues was found at her home deceased. She was a 36-year-old woman. And at that time, so many questions started to be raised because the woman was actually part of the sofa on which she constantly sat. And by that, I mean her flesh became embedded into the seat cushion on that sofa. There were maggots, um, massive bed sores, uh, just an unbelievably horrific scene, according to the prosecutor. And so that case is going to go before the grand jury today. And it's actually, you know, he's looking for, he wants a returned uh, indictment of second degree murder against this woman's parents for not helping her. Because obviously this was something that did progress over time. But it just shakes me to my core to think that these parents would not have insisted get her to a mental institution get her on the couch and there apparently were caretakers coming in. Um, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. And this is one of these where the trial will be interesting if for no other reason to find out the motivation behind the parents. Did they, they claimed, or at least in the advocate article I read last week, they claimed that the, they tried to have the daughter committed, but the daughter vehemently refused, this, that, or the other. I, I find it hard to believe that the parents would not have had the daughter PCO'd if they truly believed that she needed help. They would have found a way to have her committed. In terms of the criminal charge, I don't think the second-degree murder charge will stick. This is the case of the prosecutor charging up and allowing the and jury, if they so choose, mm-hmm. to... Uh, to indict down, and I think that's what's going to happen here. I think this particular case fits a manslaughter charge more so than it does murder. Either way, if they're they're convicted on a manslaughter charge, they're getting 40 years. No ifs, ands, or buts on that. The testimony, if it goes to trial, but the parents plead not guilty, the testimony will be interesting to find out what the frame of mind is. And I would imagine, regardless if it's manslaughter, murder, whatever the case, The parents will plead not guilty because in their heart of hearts, they probably think they were doing the right thing, even if to the rest of us it's abhorrent. Mm -hmm. So it's a a weird case, and I think this is going to be one that, A, is featured on 48 Hours and or Dateline Mm -hmm. in the next few years. But also, B, this will become a case study uh, for law students, but also in terms of – of psychology classes to find out how the minds of – Parents work in situations like this, or the minds of certain people work when they deal with a situation like this. So I think at this point, the grand jury will return an indictment. I think it will be a manslaughter as opposed to second-degree murder. But I think the more interesting part of this case, the more interesting phase will be the actual trial and hearing what the what the defendants have to say if they do take the stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that side. And it begs the question, is there some mental illness among one or both of the parents that might be something underlying that only added to their ability to be delusional about the situation? You know, makes me wonder on so many levels. We've we've got to wrap it up for this hour. It is coming up now on 653. You are listening to Katie Anna's morning news. Ian and I have so much more to talk about.
You can app chat us. You can get in by emailing us. All of it. Look, get the KPL app. It's free. The Winky Dinky Dog got the KPL app. Hey, and if you're not sure how to do it, it's okay. Ian and I can teach you. Call- Video streaming has hit a big wall. Too many streams. Family budgets stretched. Netflix is already laying off. In a few days, we'll all know how much trouble streaming really is in. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash Kim. Each May, the nation's biggest advertisers gather, ready to allocate money for advertising. They meet with the biggest networks. It's a private event called The Fronts. The networks preview their new fall lineups. And in four frenzied, boozy days, billions of advertising dollars are awarded. Plus, Paramount Plus, Peacock, and other advertising-supported streamers are hoping for a windfall. But the traditional networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and A&E, believe that as subscribers continue to cancel their streaming services, advertisers will look back and take a renewed bet on traditional television. That's free TV. America's streamers are in very big trouble. Follow me at twitter.com slash Kim Commando. If you've recently bought anything, you've probably noticed that prices have gone up on most everything, especially on essentials like gas, groceries, and utilities. That's why it's a great time to save on your prescription costs. With GoodRx, you can instantly compare prescription prices at pharmacies in your neighborhood and find discounts that could save you up to 80%. It's free and easy to use and works whether you do or do not have insurance. Even if you have insurance, GoodRx may actually beat your copay price. Find prescription savings at pharmacies like CVS, Kroger, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Bonds, Walmart, and more. Then take the money you've saved and put it towards all the things that have gotten more expensive. For simple, smart savings on your prescriptions, check GoodRx. Go to GoodRx.com slash Kim. That's GoodRx.com slash Kim. GoodRx.com slash Kim. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used in place of insurance, Medicare, and Medicaid. In 2021, GoodRx users saved 81% on retail prescription prices. The West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau is proud to present Kite Fest April 30th and May 1st. This festival of the year is family-friendly and free with kites, inflatables, food booths, fireworks, and more. Learn more at westbatonrouge.net. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Bargain hunters appear to have returned to Wall Street after a brutal April that contributed to the worst start to a year on record going back to 1971. In the first four months of the year, the Dow is now down more than 9%. The S&P has more than 13% and the Nasdaq slumped more than 21%. The Federal Reserve meets this week and is expected to raise interest rates by a half percentage point, the largest increase since 2000. Australia's Qantas Airways plans to start the world's longest non-stop flight nearly 20 hours from sydney to london it will begin in late 2025 it's planning to buy dozens of planes from europe's airbus it's also non-stop flights from sydney to the u.s at your fox business report i'm Ginny cosa invested in you economists are warning that sanctions against russia could trigger devastating inflation 
worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now. Gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. They're afraid to leave, fearing where they'll go. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Some Ukrainian civilians trapped in Mariupol, a city Russia's nearly destroyed, are worried about boarding buses to take them to Ukraine-controlled areas, scared they'll be taken to Russia. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says a half million of his citizens have already been illegally taken to Russia or other places against their will. More than 100 women and children have emerged from their Mariupol hideout. There's a steel plant here, and in the coming hours and days, more people who are trapped inside are expected to make their way to safety. This does come after Russia's defense ministry said over the weekend that at least 46 civilians were allowed to leave the area that is known to have more than 1,000 Ukrainian residents and 2,000 Ukrainian soldiers. Soldiers inside. Fox's Trey Yingston, Kiev. Now, the U.S. just said it hopes to reopen an embassy in Ukraine's capital by the end of the month if conditions allow. There's one last day of campaigning in Ohio before tomorrow's primaries. A Republican, backed by former President Trump, J.D. Vance, leads a close GOP Senate race. A recent Fox News poll now has the best-selling author and venture capitalist leading at 23 percent, followed by former state treasurer Josh Mandel at 18 percent. Mandel is endorsed by Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who came to the Buckeye State in a show of support in the crowded field of seven GOP candidates. Fox's Alicia Cunha in Cincinnati. Congressman Tim Ryan leads the Democratic race. The price of gas is going back up. Regulars risen seven cents the past week, close to a record high. And AAA reports diesel hit a new all-time high this morning, 532 per gallon. A bittersweet honor at the Country Music Hall of Fame. The Judds were inducted last night in Nashville, two days after singer Naomi Judd's unexpected death. Her daughter and duo partner Winona said, I'm going to make this fast because my heart's broken and I feel so blessed and it's a very strange dynamic to be this broken and this blessed. Ray Charles was also inducted. America's listening to Fox News. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. 
A week after the Secretaries of State and Defense went to Ukraine, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi took a trip to Kiev, leading a congressional delegation as lawmakers consider another $33 billion in military and other aid. Speaker Nancy Pelosi told Volodymyr Zelensky, the American people are with Ukraine to the end, using the chance to express optimism and gratitude. To say thank you for your fight for freedom, that we are on a frontier of freedom and that your fight is a fight for everyone. Pelosi is the highest ranking U.S. official to visit Kyiv to this point. Her arrival came as U.N. officials said evacuations of civilians and fighters were underway at a steel plant in Mariupol. Colonel Scott. Fox News. Tennessee's governor may give more details today about what happened last week. Tennessee Republican Governor Bill Lee granted a temporary reprieve to 72-year-old death row inmate Oscar Smith, who killed his estranged wife and her teenage sons in 1989. The governor's office saying the reprieve was needed because of a technical oversight for lethal injection, though no other details. The intervention after the U.S. Supreme Court denied Smith a last-minute stay. His reprieve is in effect until the beginning of June, though his attorneys and death penalty watchdog groups are already calling for an independent investigation into the matter. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures were up earlier. Now they're down ahead of the opening bell to start a new month after a big sell-off in April. In the NBA playoffs, it came down to the last second in Memphis. Payne to Clark, Clark to Morant, Morant on the drive, scoop layup, no good, it's over. State holds on and wins game one. They beat Memphis 117-116 on ABC. The Milwaukee Bucks also won their series opener in Boston, beating the Celtics 101-89. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 7.08 in the morning. Foggy and misty across Acadiana. 70 degrees outside right now. Bernie, we have good news and bad news about mm. the weather right now. Talk to me. The good news yes. is that the humidity is... The bad news is that the humidity is still at 93%. Get that gold bond medicated ready. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be one of those days. Dave Baker says part and humid today with with a breeze coming later. 10% chance of rain with a high of 85. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Lafayette, where 12 people, including the suspected gunman, are in the hospital after a downtown shooting. It happened around 1.45 Sunday morning on Jefferson Street near East Congress. Police say a responding officer, quote, engaged, end quote, the suspect, who was wounded. No word of that suspect was shot by the officer or by someone else. Lafayette Sheriff's Office is investigating the officer-involved shooting aspect of the case. The suspected gunman is in critical condition. The 11 others wounded suffered non-life-threatening wounds. In Opelousas, police say a Lafayette man is in custody and another is wanted in connection with last week's shooting that left a man and a child dead. Felton James Martin of Lafayette is in custody. He's facing two counts of murder one, three counts of attempted murder one, home invasion, and felon in possession of a firearm. Deviantre Bro is also wanted on those same charges. Call Opelousas Police or St. Landry Crime Stoppers if you know where he is. In Mamu, one of the suspects accused of shooting at the police chief is now in custody. Devante Poulard is in jail on an attempted first-degree murder charge. Louis Bro is still on the run. Both are accused of a drive-by shooting that led to a police chase. That chase, according to police, ended with the pair shooting at the chief. In Bro Bridge, police say they found the body of a man who went missing over the weekend. Greg Skelly's family reported him missing on Friday. Police say they're investigating the disappearance and the death. 
In St. Mary Parish, deputies are investigating a body found in the Atchafalaya River. Deputies say the body was discovered near Berwick early Sunday morning. The sheriff's office says no other details about the case are available right now. To East Feliciana Parish, a grand jury will hear the case against a mother and a father accused of neglecting their adult daughter. That neglect, prosecutors say, led to the daughter's death. Kevin Gallagher has a story. In early January, the coroner and investigators were called to the home of Clay and Sheila Fletcher of Slaughter, where they found 36-year-old Lacey Fletcher dead and decomposing on a sofa. District Attorney Sam DeQuilla says he'll ask grand jurors to consider murder charges. You know, I don't know if they really wanted her to die. You know, that's something for the grand jury to determine. But you just don't treat animals or people like that. Lacey was surrounded in her own filth and had not had any proper care or attention in some time. It just seems like she was not provided the care that she needed. If indicted and convicted, the Fletchers could face life in prison. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The spring elections are over and two Acadiana towns have new leadership. First in St. Martinville, Parish Councilman Jason Willis defeated incumbent Melinda Mitchell during Saturday's runoff election. Final vote tally there, Willis 58%, Mitchell 42%. Staying in St. Martinville, proof that every vote counts. Janice Anthony beat James Charles to win the District 4 Council seat. That final tally, Anthony 219, Charles 217. You heard that right. Anthony won the seat by only two votes. And Abbeville, a race decided by 34 votes. That's the police chief's race. Mike Hardy will return to office after 20 years or after leaving 20 years ago. Hardy beat the incumbent Bill Spearman to reclaim his former job. Hardy served three terms as chief between 1990 and 2002. And for those of you who are familiar with the Hardy name, David's brother Tony was police chief from 2010 to 2018. His brother David Hardy was a longtime spokesperson and detective in the department, died last year of cancer. Their brother, John, was killed in the line of duty Christmas Eve of 1992. So uh, a family affair in terms of policing in Abbeville and Mike Hardy returning to the police chief spot. In other election news, Lafayette voters who live in the Downtown Development Authority's district overwhelmingly approved a renewal to a, spe uh, to a property tax that funds the Downtown Development Authority's operation. According to the Secretary of State's office, 25% of eligible voters cast ballots. Now we have full election results from that race and all the others at kpel965.com and the KPL app. At the state capitol, the House will consider a bill that would require schools to test third graders on their reading proficiency. Under the proposal, students would have to pass the test before moving to the fourth grade. Brooke Thornton has the details. Mandeville Representative Richard Nelson says he was inspired by a law from a neighboring state who's seen their literacy rank improve from 49th to 29th in only nine years. So this idea of not promoting kids past third grade if they can't read really came from Mississippi. And students can be tested multiple times if they don't meet the proficiency rate set by state education. And then the bill also includes provisions so that you get this intensive training to try and get your reading up if you, in the event that you actually are held back. If passed, it would go into effect at the end of the 23-24 school year. I'm Brooke Thorrington. And the choir said we're taking reading advice from Mississippi. Last week, we told you a bill seeking to eliminate the death penalty in Louisiana was killed. Now, we're learning support for capital punishment, and the state is decreasing. David Grubb has the numbers. Based on data from the 2022 Louisiana survey, just over half of Louisiana residents support the use of the death penalty. But that number is down 7 percentage points from four years ago. That strength 
of support has been shrinking over the last few years. Dr. Michael Henderson of the LSU Public Policy Research Lab says the state is slowly trending in the same direction as the rest of the country. So I think people have just reconsidered um, whether that's the best sentencing measure uh, to handle uh, these kinds of crimes. Henderson says if that trend continues, the legislature may reconsider that view in their policy, you know, a decade from now or perhaps sooner. I'm David Grubb. In sports, two Louisiana Ragin Cajuns drafted in this year's selection of meeting. The New York Jets taking offensive tackle Max Mitchell. The Washington Commanders taking Percy Butler, both in the fourth round. Also joining defensive back Percy Butler in Washington, linebacker Farad Gardner. He signed as an undrafted free agent. Also signing as an undrafted free agent, Chauncey Manack, the linebacker growing to the Green Bay Packers. And quarterback Levi Lewis signed as an undrafted free agent with the Seattle Seahawks. What's interesting here, Seattle looking for their next quarterback after allowing Russell Wilson to go to Denver. So he'll be competing with Drew Locke, Geno Smith, and Jacob Eason for that starting job. The New Orleans Saints, meanwhile, picking up big talent from small schools, among them Northern Iowa offensive lineman Trevor Penning and Appalachian State linebacker DeMarco Jackson. Saints general manager Mickey Loomis says both have tremendous upside despite coming from non-Power 5 schools. You know, we've had some success, you know, with Jari Evans, and there's been some other guys, uh, Juwan Bushrod, for example. You know, we've had some some linemen from, um, you know, from smaller schools be successful, and, and uh, you know, Doug Marone was a big part of that process when he was here before, so um, we're not afraid to take, you know, guys and let, let, let our eyes, you know, we trust our eyes. We trust the eyes of, of our scouts and, and our coaches. He's highly competitive. He was a two-time captain there. And so, you know, we felt like he was somebody that fit into our system, can do some of the things that we're asking to do. Um, and, and also there's a, te- there's a you know, special teams vision with the player. And so um, we felt like there was a lot of things that he could provide to our team that would benefit us. I'll take jumping cues for 500, Alex. Yeah. The answer is Ian. <laughs> Quickly through the rest. Through the, are you okay? Are you choking? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay now. <laughs> Just a little coffee through the nose. No biggie. <laughs> Don't do like one of our friends did and spill coffee on the board. We, you know that big money they pay us. They can't afford a new console. <laughs> oh, dear. Let me stop Got a raging Cajun softball getting a sweep over Coastal Carolina over the weekend. Melissa Mayu, a triple, a home run, and five RBI during the first game of a doubleheader on Saturday. Then in game two, she drove in the go-ahead runs. The Cajuns get the victory on Friday, 6-0, and 6-3, and 7-3 on Saturday. Cajuns baseball takes two of three from Appalachian State. They won on Friday, 14-3, and again on Saturday, 12-7. They dropped the Sunday game, 9-4. to Four Acadiana teams reached the state championships in high school softball. Only one of them won a state title. That's Notre Dame. They won their fourth straight, beating St. Charles yesterday, 6-4. Opelousas Catholic lost in the Division Four title game. Northside Christian made it to the Division Five title game and took runner-up honors there. Class 2A Port Mary finished as runner-up. They fell to Manny 3-0. Powerball jackpot tonight worth $27 million. All the other big jackpots rising. Nobody won anything over the weekend. And finally, Bernie, yeah. it's time. For Cape Hell Trivia, by oh. our friends over at Cartridge World. Okay, I'm ready. I'm scared, but I'm ready. And it's a famous birthday. Uh, it's a celebrity birthday. And I'm going to do this the way the old game show Double Dare did. Not the the Nickelodeon show, but the Alex Trebek show on CBS that lasted all of a year. Uh-huh. Where I will give you uh, clues, and you have to guess who it is. I'll give you up to ten clues. Okay. You ready? 
yes. So the first clue, his, he is a son of an African-American father and a Samoan mother. Okay. All right. Wait, wait. Say it again. African-American father and a Samoan mother? Father. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm ready. Keep going. Ready for your next clue. Second. His first stage name was a combination of his father's first name and his grandfather's last name. Hmm. Still not working? Maybe one more. He shortened that stage name into the one by which he is best known today. Is it The Rock? You are correct. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Yes. (sighs) Dwayne Johnson, the soul man, Rocky Johnson, professional wrestler. His mother was Atta Maivia, whose father was the high chief. Peter Maivia was a professional wrestler. Um, Her dad didn't want him, didn't want his daughter marrying a pro wrestler. So uh, naturally, she married a pro wrestler. Uh, they had little Dwayne, who later became professional wrestler. First, he was Flex Cavana in the USWA. Got called up to the main, then took the name Rocky Maivia. After he became a heel, shortened that to The Rock, which is what wrestling fans best know him as today. Um, played football at University of Miami. Uh, and I think he started wrestling with only seven bucks in his pocket. So... Uh, Going from broke to now giving his uh, his cousins brand new trucks for their birthday. So good for him. Oh, I wish I was his cousin. <laughs> and of course, his acting. What about his acting career? And uh, his acting career. Well, uh, his acting career took off. Uh, had a role in what was it, The Mummy Returns, and the rest is history. So. Going from pro wrestling to acting, and every now and again when the WWE is desperate, they call him back because, well, he's still the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. There you go. It's coming up now on 720 on Acadiana's Morning News. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Warm and sticky across Acadiana, the thunderstorms that brought the problems for festival yesterday have now dissipated, and the instability is moving farther to the north. So after a bit of cloud cover out there this morning, I think skies will become partly cloudy. Temperatures climbing back to 85 degrees. We'll see our winds out of the south at around 15 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, skies remaining mostly cloudy as lows will drop to near 70. Into Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, warm and humid, your high temperature near 87. Up to 87 on Wednesday under partly cloudy skies. Thursday, we'll see a front pushing close to the area, and that'll bring a better chance for showers and thunderstorms. We'll see high temperatures around 84. It'll dry out over the weekend with partly cloudy skies and highs in the mid to upper 80s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. So right now, 71 now with partly sunny skies, and it's looking pretty good out there this morning. Hey, speaking of pretty good, but know what? Actually extraordinary. 360 painting of Lafayette. You talk about some people who are passionate about painting and making the interior of your home look just gorgeous. And the, the exterior, too. 
a lot of us, you know, we may say, oh, I could paint that. That'd be no problem. And then you get into it and you're exhausted. You're tired. It's not looking right. And who wants to do the edging part? Cut-ins, I think is what they call it. Oh, those are miserable. So get some professionals to do it for you. Quality interior and exterior painters from 360 Painting of Lafayette. You can find them online at that name. They are ready to help you figure out what colors, what colors do you want? Maybe it's even just one refresh of a room. Or if you've already got the idea, they can hear what you've got to say. Go out, get the materials, and get it done. It doesn't matter if that's like the small project, like one bathroom in the house. Maybe that's where you want to start because that's all you can afford. No problem. Or if you're ready for the whole house to get a refresh. 360 Painting of Lafayette does great work. They can also do drywall repair. There are also exterior services that they provide. Find out more today at 360 Painting of Lafayette. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Okay, double-checking traffic. Northeast of Angeline Thruway to East Willow. That's Northeast of Angeline Thruway at East Willow. A little bit earlier this morning, a report of a traffic crash with injuries. West Gloria Switch Road at North University. That's West Gloria Switch Road at North University. So, Please just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're working to keep it safe out there today. Okay. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. Oh, say, can you see by the What's so nice but it's monday so for me and ian beat those air drums boy oh i am (laughs) (laughs) what are you thinking what is deep in your soul as i play the music 
<laughs> Lafayette, where they change names without reason. This is a Katie's morning news. <laughs> don't do it nearly as well. Uh, well, you know, we can't all be Sage Bro, right? Yeah, we all can't be Paconier, man. No, this is true. All right, as we are kind of rounding the corner of, you know, a lot of people just join the show in the 7 o'clock hour. You and I have been here on the show for, you know, an hour and a half already. And so I want to talk real oh. quick. Yeah, I know. Traffic-wise, you have said it in your news a couple times. But for those who need to use uh, Dulles between Ambassador and North Domain, that little section is opened, right? Yay. Yay. <laughs> but the section between on Dulles, between North Domain and Westgate, that is not open yet. No, that is still uh, that's still right now. And for those who are still trying to get from Westgate towards Ambassador Caffrey, you're either going to have to take Eras Landry or go all the way around uh, on route to Bellier and cut back through Congress. So Domingue to Westgate still closed. But the good news is, for those of us who like that cut through from uh, taking Dulles to Domingue and then Domingue over to Congress so we can avoid Ambassador Caffrey, that's now open. And to the folks over at Lafayette Consolidated Government, uh, a round of applause to them. They deserve it because that traffic nightmare is at least alleviated somewhat. Yeah, I'm with you. And I don't know about you, but I've actually, I use that road or did before all of this kind of quite frequently to get to different places. It's a pretty solid cut through for different areas so that you necessarily, like from where I live, I can kind of go the back way to get to some of the other areas that I want to go with how, without having to go up and down Ambassador exclusively. Right, and that's the thing, and I've always advocated on this show, take the back roads whenever possible, and uh, and Domingue is one of those important cut-throughs, one of those important back roads, and especially when my mom and grandmother lived back there off of Domingue, it was a pain in the behind not being able to use Dulles to get there, having to go all the way around to Congress, either via Ambassador Caffrey or through Rue de Bellier. So now that at least you have that little stretch of Dulles open, it makes life a little bit easier. And I'm also interested to see how the lights look, how the new sidewalks look. That's the reason why they shut the road down, to make those improvements. So it'll be interesting to see, once uh, I'm able to travel on it later uh, later on today, how it looks and how everything, is go uh, how everything is going down there. Yeah, me too. Good cut through, an easy way to use, you know, for, for getting around, et cetera. And so, boy, it's going to look so, so different and much improved. Yes, it will. Okay, so now if they could just figure out how to, I don't know, maybe uh, improve Johnston. Although, that's that's a state project. But, man, some sections of Johnston Street, I don't know, you feel like you're in some weird, like, stage movie with all the potholes and the and the bumpiness. And it's just because the the roadway has some sections where it just needs to be completely resurfaced. Right. And this is the one thing that I've never understood. And I get why LCG is hesitant to do it now because it costs too much. And that's getting rid of those power lines. Bearing the power lines along Johnson Street would make that stretch much more pleasant to drive, especially in terms of the aesthetic. But the other thing that I wish the state would do, and they're going to be business owners and just regular drivers who are going to bring out the torches and pitchforks for me by saying this, I wish the state would boulevard Johnson Street the entire way down. It boulevards after you pass 
Ambassador Caffrey going south. I wish we would have the boulevard get rid of all the turning lanes and force people to make U-turns. I, I, I know it's inconvenient for some. I know there was a there was talk of this at least 10 years ago, and some business owners balked because they were afraid they would lose business if people couldn't turn make a left turn directly into their lot. But from a safety standpoint, from an aesthetic standpoint, those are the two things I wish the state would do. You know, and I can understand it. I The only thing that ever worried me about the boulevard idea, which I think aesthetically would be beautiful, is will they have enough space so that it doesn't further delay Johnston Street? Because so many people headed south in the evenings, whether it's just to get home in Lafayette or to go to Maurice or to get to Abbeville, that traffic stacks up unbelievably. Yeah, it does. And... That's a, and that's a, I think more of a, an issue of Johnson Street being Johnson Street, regardless of what design that road is, because it carries so much traffic going to and from uh, Abbeville and points in between. I, it's one of those situations where no matter how Johnson Street is designed, it's going to have a heavy traffic flow just because it's one of the. I, I wish I had the stats on this. I don't. I know it's one of the most used arterials in the city. I'm wondering if it's the most used in terms of in terms of traffic and and cars that are on it on a day-to-day basis that's a great question yeah i think the only other area that might rival it or the couple of areas would be maybe Kali saloon or maybe Kali saloon maybe ambassador caffrey maybe pinhook yeah i don't know or throughway yeah i i don't know hey this is one of those where we use our investigative tools to dig, and then we write a story on it. So I guess I know what you're doing today. <laughs> oh, no, that's too much Monday. I'll save that for later. Oh, okay. All right, that's way too much. It's too heavy. I'm with you. It's way, it's exhausting. All right, coming up now, so it's, I'm sorry. It's Monday. I'm just trying to get out of the weekend. I know, but here's the thing. I'm with you on that, right? I'm trying to shake off the weekend a little bit, but then I was like, this morning I was like, Okay, have some coffee. And I'm like, Monday, I made it to another Monday. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes it's, uh, you got to just, that's the first thing you can put in the wind column on a Monday is uh, I woke up on the correct side of the grass. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> it's coming up on 736. Our Ian has a look at headlines on the way. The loudest voices on the biggest issues. We're listening to your concerns. And that's why it's so important for us to say that we hear you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5. KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. 
It's 742 in the morning. Nice and humid outside today, so have fun with that. 70 degrees, foggy and misty right now. Partly cloudy, humid, breezy later today. 10% chance of rain, high of 85. Full look at the forecast coming up in a few minutes. Right now, a quick look at the headlines. 12 people, including a suspected gunman, in the hospital after a downtown shooting. It happened around 145 Sunday morning on Jefferson Street near East Congress. Lafayette Parish Sheriff's deputies investigating an officer-involved shooting aspect of that case. According to Lafayette police, an officer engaged the suspect who was wounded. He's in critical condition in the hospital. Eleven other victims suffered non-life-threatening wounds. In Opelousas, a Lafayette man is in custody in connection with the death of a child and a man. Felton James Martin facing two counts of murder one, as well as three counts of attempted murder one, home invasion, and felon in possession of a firearm. Deviantre Bro is wanted on those same charges in connection with the same case. Call Opelousas Police or St. Landry Crime Stoppers if you know where they are. In Bro Bridge, police say they found the body of a man who went missing over the weekend. Greg Skelly's family reported him missing on Friday. Police say they're investigating the disappearance and the death. In St. Mary Parish, deputies are investigating a body found in the Atchafalaya River. Deputies say that body was discovered near Berwick early Sunday morning. The sheriff's office says no other details about the case are available at this moment. Spring elections are over. Two Acadiana towns have new leadership. In St. Martinville, Parish Councilman Jason Willis will be the new mayor. He beat incumbent Melinda Mitchell by a 58%, 42% margin. In Abbeville, former police chief Mike Hardy will return to office 20 years after leaving. He beat one-term incumbent Bill Spearman by 34 votes to reclaim his former job. Downtown Development Authority District residents overwhelmingly approved a renewal for a property tax that funds the DDA's operation. According to the Secretary of State's office, 25% of eligible voters cast ballots in that race. Full results from all of this weekend's elections at kpel965.com and the KPEL app. And finally, Dulles Drive between Ambassador and North Domain reopens this morning. The stretch of Dulles between Domain and Westgate, though, remains closed. And for those of you who travel north on Ambassador Caffrey towards Interstate 10, keep in mind the outside lane approaching Dulles will be closed for two months starting today. Crews will be widening that lane. It's 744. More headlines coming up at the top of the hour. Your you know? news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. Warm and sticky across Acadiana. The thunderstorms that brought the problems for festival yesterday have now dissipated, and the instability is moving farther to the north. So after a bit of cloud cover out there this morning, I think skies will become partly cloudy. Temperatures climbing back to 85 degrees. We'll see our winds out of the south at around 15 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, skies remaining mostly cloudy as lows will drop to near 70. Into Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, warm and humid, your high temperature near 87. Up to 87 on Wednesday under partly cloudy skies. Thursday, we'll see a front pushing close to the area, and that'll bring a better chance for showers and thunderstorms. We'll see high temperatures around 84. It'll dry out over the weekend with partly cloudy skies and highs in the mid to upper 80s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And we've got 12 partly sunny skies here at KPEL. It's now 72. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, traffic. All right, double-checking what's happening in our traffic at this hour. In Youngsville, we do have a fender bender North La Riviere Road at Sandy Bay Drive. That's in Youngsville, North La Riviere Road at Sandy Bay Drive. We've also got a traffic crash with injuries. West Pinhook just down from Audubon. That's West Pinhook 
just down from Audubon. So make sure you're buckling up out there. A financial consultant who sees things through your eyes. Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Regulators in Europe are accusing Apple of abusing its dominant position in the mobile wallet business. The EC says Apple does that by limiting technology for contactless payments in stores. Apple's denying the allegations. Retailers and manufacturers are starting to see signs of people pulling back on their spending because of inflation. Sleep Number and Temper Sealy say demand for mattresses is slowing. 1-800-Flowers says it believes shoppers are spending less on bookies. Grocers are seeing inking demand for discounted products. Car dealer Penske Automotive is buying back stock. It reported steeply higher profits helped by an industry-wide vehicle shortage that is boosting prices. Its profit more than doubled during the first quarter from a year ago. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation. Worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now. Gold RA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, SHELTER to 99898. It's coming up now at 748 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie and Ian here with you and Chris Babin from the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana joining in studio. Hello. Good morning. How are you, sir? Absolutely great. Yep, we woke up again. That's 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 uh that's real positive. We're on this side of the grass, <laughs> like you said, right? Absolutely. So uh, we like to bring you in here because you share with us information about scams that are happening um, in our area. Either someone has um, done something where perhaps they've lost money or they've experienced something where someone is trying to either get their money or information about them. And these are real stories from our area. Real stories. The one we're bringing you today is from Church Point. Okay. Um as they like to say, hot off the press. Yeah. You know, it's uh, just came to us uh, April 26th, so just within the last week. And this one has to do with employment scams, which, okay. you know, is a, is a type of scam we've talked about before. You know, scammers love to impersonate legitimate organizations um, trying to get people's money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even their, you know, personal identifiable information, which that's one of the scarier parts of an employment scam. A lot of times when you apply for a job, you're giving them a lot of your personal information. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something to be even more on the lookout for. Um, this lady from Church Point area but came across an advertisement on LinkedIn. So social media, um, professional employment type social okay. media site for a work from home job. She's a stay at home mother and she's looking to make some extra income. So the company was um, TTEC, which if you look it up is... It look it seems to be like a staffing agency for work at home jobs mm-hmm. um, that works across the country. So the company name TTEC is a, it does come back to an actual company, but they have an they had an advertisement on LinkedIn, and uh, she applied for the job, gave them her information, basic information. They contacted her, 
Um, they conducted what she said was almost an hour-long interview wow. on, on Google Chat. So um, not video chat, but just voice chat, which she thought was a little odd. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that chat, Right away at the end of the interview, they offered her a job. She said twenty five fifty an hour to work from home. Um, here's the next steps that we need from you. So she then had to give them a little bit more information about herself, address, email, phone number, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when it got a little suspicious because they told her that everybody that they hire, they send them a brand new Apple laptop for them to be able to work from home. And all that they needed from her was um, a credit card to be able to process um, a payment of $2,250 for um, the software that was going to go onto this laptop. They needed the payment so that they could load the software before they sent her the laptop so that when she received it, she would be ready to work. Um, Good news, Bernie, she didn't fall for it. Yay. Yay, but I'm so glad she's telling her story. Thank God. She um, she told them that, you know, that, that didn't make any sense and that she wasn't going to pay money to be provided with software or a computer. And yeah. um, they said, well, this is just the way that we're doing it now. You know, they, of course, they claim that things have changed with work at home um, rules and common practices based on pandemic stuff. And she said, even after that, you know, she ended the conversation, was like, no, I'm not interested in this. Never mind. They've continued to try to call her and email her and get in touch with her because they have all of her contact information, Mm. trying heavily to get her back on board with wanting the position. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, what reputable employers chasing down, you know, a a potential employee that says they're no longer interested in the job? You know, it's just right. Um, So luckily, she did not lose any money, but she did report it to our scam tracker to let us know. That that type of thing's going on, you know, and, yeah. and we've talked about employment scams, but when it comes and we have stories like that coming right here out of the Acadian area, you know, a lot of times we feel as though we might not really be, you know, susceptible to these things. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it won't happen to me. You know, a lot of us, myself included, you, mm-hmm. we feel a lot of times like, oh, man, that's oh, some I crazy stories, yeah. but it would never happen to me. And just that easily, you know, you can fall into the hands of a scammer. Good thing she was wise enough to mm-hmm. to not fall for that um as far as employment scams go that is one of the biggest red flags if they're having you pay money up front for the position it's most likely a scam and also if the hiring process is super simple you know which in this case she said it was she applied they interviewed her and offered her the job right there for twenty five fifty, which is a good amount of money mm-hmm. you know she just she already kind of thought wow this is it was my lucky day you know i really yeah. got this position but she was able to um Report that to us so we can come on like this and let you guys know that, uh, you know, let Acadiana know what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. Ian? Now, the question I have for you, Chris, is for those who are interested in working from home, because with the pandemic and with how things have changed, working from home is now a viable option. Are there sites where people can go to look for jobs that allow them to work from home that way? They're not caught up in a situation like this, responding to an ad or a phone call from someone saying, hey, we'll pay you twenty five fifty to work. Yeah. So, you know, the pandemic has just completely changed the whole landscape of work from home. You know, there's organizations now that have employees working from home that would have never even entertained something like that before. So that has created, you know, a, a situation for scammers to take more advantage of consumers. But what we would say is if you apply for jobs, you know, you're going on these reputable um, hiring websites like Indeed and you're looking for positions that say, 
hey, you can work from home. This is a remote you know, possibility for this job. The, the same application process should apply. And whether you're applying online or you're applying um, at a local retailer down the street, they're not having you pay money up front when you submit your application. Um, typically, you're going through an interview or two, and then they're presenting you an offer that, again, does not include you paying money. You know, scammers are putting a little bit of time into this to try to get you invested in the process. But it's always going to end with wanting money from you before you ever even start working, which is the biggest red flag to look out for. Heartbreaking to me. Yeah, I know to you, too, and I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, that's one of those things where you think and with how things have changed over the last couple of years that working from home is one of the areas where you're still safe. Because when you think about it, with jobs, with work, when you have it, it's secure as long as you want it. But the fact that now the scammer that scammers are looking at this as another way to take advantage of people is is really sickening. And and again, thanks to this person for pointing it out because this is something that I know I didn't know was going on. I'm sure for a lot of people, they had no idea that this was a new method uh, to prey upon unsuspecting uh, victims. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things, you know, in this instance, scammers love to to impersonate reputable organizations. So what we would also say is if you come across an ad. You know, a lot of times we say, well, check out the company. Well, in this case, you'll check out the company and it's probably a legitimate company, but maybe reach out to them and see if they're even hiring. Because we've had that happen before locally as well, mm-hmm. where somebody contacted the company. And they said, we're not hiring at all. We don't have any positions open currently. So they knew right away from that that it was a scam. So just make sure you're putting a little bit of effort into checking out these opportunities before um, before you get too invested in them. These are all good tips. Um, I'm actually, a lady sent something to us, and I'm going to forward it to you. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm saying that just to let her know, too, and I'll respond to her uh, email. And it's about whether or not something that is a known company, Mm -hmm. um, if some function is actually happening. And so I bet you would be able to, um, to be able to assist her on that. Chris Babin is with the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana, and he comes in every Monday. And the the um, thing he shared with us today is from a lady in Church Point, and congratulations to her for sharing this with other people. When she tells the scam tracker, like she goes on BBB's website and puts in that information, everybody else, me, you, your parents, your friends, everybody can right. look on that thing and see what's going on. Absolutely. Let us know what what you're dealing with. Um, If you come across something, you have questions about it, you can always contact us, 337-981-3497. You can, you know, email us, info at acadiana.bbb.org or stop by our office. We're on the corner of Congress and Gilbo, not too far from here. Um, Just let us know what you guys are dealing with and how we can help you. Yep. And they're really super friendly. And non-judgmental. That's the best part. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Y'all have heard it all. It's coming up now on 757 on Acadiana's Morning News. Sunny today. Only a 10% chance of some pop-up showers. High at 85. Mostly clear. A low tonight at 71. All right. Currently, we're getting mostly cloudy in 72 here at the Cape Hill Studio. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. A new poll by the Federalist says that even though Joe Biden only has a 39% approval rating, he would still beat President Trump in a 2024 rematch. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. You mean from his handling of the pandemic to doing everything possible to raise the price of fuel, slower growth, higher interest rates, uncertainty about supply chains, his curbing free speech, the rising cost of groceries, his placing Americans last in everything he does. You are not going to convince 
convince me one bit that he beats Trump unless, of course, you're not going to make sure that every legally cast ballot is counted and every illegally cast ballot is not. And if you're not going to do that, then yeah, Biden needs a shoe in. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each weeknight from 9 to 10 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Farr on News Talk 96.5 KPEL and streaming live at KPEL96.5.com. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The American Embassy in Kiev could reopen this month. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what the U.S. is planning, adding if conditions permit, as Russia keeps bombarding Ukraine. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi went to the Capitol over the weekend, leading a congressional delegation to Kiev. We're there for the fight, and you cannot, uh, you cannot fold to a bully. Today, Pelosi's in Poland, thanking them for housing millions of Ukrainian refugees. More than 100 women and children are being bussed away from bombed-out Mariupol after getting out of a hideout in a steel plant where hundreds of other civilians and Ukrainian soldiers remain trapped. Gas prices, which surged after Russia invaded, are going back up. Regulars gained seven cents the past week, and diesel's at a record high today. The average price for a gallon of diesel, 5.32 per gallon, according to AAA, and nearly twice as much as it was this time last year. With skyrocketing diesel prices putting a strain on the already strained trucking and farming industries. Fox's Jeff Manasso, the head of Homeland Security, is defending a new disinformation governance board. Our work does not infringe on free speech. Okay, so does not infringe on civil rights. Alejandro Mayorkas telling Fox News Sunday. There's no question, Brett, that we could have done a better job in communicating what it does. We address disinformation that presents a security threat to the homeland. Marcus went on to double down on claims that the board will not monitor U.S. citizens, but critics on both sides of the aisle are slamming the board, arguing it's Biden administration's attempt to stifle free speech ahead of this year's midterm elections. Fox's Jackie Ibanez, honor and heartbreak at the Country Music Hall of Fame last night in Nashville. The Judds were inducted two days after singer Naomi Judd's unexpected death. My mama loved you so much. And she appreciated your love for her. And I'm sorry that she couldn't hang on until today. That's her daughter, Ashley. Ray Charles was also inducted. America's listening to Fox News. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. 
Former President Trump was back out campaigning yesterday, this time in Nebraska, to back a Republican for governor in next week's primary, Charles Herbster, who's accused of sexual assault by several women but denies it. He's been badly maligned, and it's a shame. That's why I came out here. It would have been easier for him to say, I'm not going to come. I come out. I defend people when I know they're good. He's a good man. He also criticized who he called rhinos, a slang term for Republican in name only, including Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell. Ohio's primary is tomorrow. Trump-backed J.D. Vance leads a Republican Senate primary race there, while Congressman Tim Ryan is expected to win the Democratic primary. In West Virginia, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin is backing a Republican. He's endorsing Congressman David McKinley and in so doing again hammered President Biden's massive Build Back Better spending bill. In a commercial he recorded for McKinley, Manchin remarked, I've always said if I can't go home and explain it, I can't vote for it. Manchin goes on to defend McKinley against accusations by fellow GOP Congressman Alex Mooney that McKinley supported Build back better. McKinley did vote for the smaller $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. The two are running against each other because of redistricting. Former President Donald Trump is backing Mooney. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. There's a change coming at children's doctor's offices. The American Academy of Pediatrics says it's purging outdated guidance to get rid of the health disparities that come from race-based medicine. The examination of treatment recommendations began before George Floyd's death in 2020 and intensified after it. And Dr. Joseph Wright, lead author of the new policy, says the review has doctors concerned that black children have been undertreated and overlooked. Some examples of flawed guidance are those linking race to risks for conditions like urinary infections and newborn jaundice. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed ahead of May trading after April's big losses. The Nasdaq plunged 13% its worst month since 2008. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 8.09 in the morning. Bernie, what does the widget say right now? Is it still showing 70 degrees? Uh, it's actually saying it's mostly cloudy and 72. So, you know, about the same-ish. All right, we'll go with 72 then. Dave Baker says high of 85 today. Breeze coming later, 10% chance of rain. And get ready for that humidity. Oh, it's a gold bond medicated power uh, powder kind of day. We're putting that warning in effect. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Lafayette where 12 people, including the suspected gunman, are in the hospital after a downtown shooting. It happened around 1.45 Sunday morning on Jefferson Street near East Congress. Police say a responding officer engaged the suspect who was wounded. No word of the suspect was shot by the officer or by someone else. The Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office is investigating the officer-involved shooting aspect of the case. The suspected gunman is in critical condition. Eleven victims suffered non-life-threatening wounds. In Opelousas, police say a Lafayette man is in custody. Another is wanted in connection with last week's shooting that left a man and a child dead. Felton James Martin of Lafayette is in custody. He's facing two counts of murder one, two counts, or three counts, rather, of attempted murder one home invasion, and felon in possession of a gun charge. Deviantre Bro is wanted on those same charges in connection with the same case. Call Opelousas Police or St. Landry Crime Stoppers if you know where he is. In Mamu, one of the suspects accused of shooting at the police chief is now in custody. Devante Poulard is, on, is in jail on an attempted first-degree murder charge. Willby Bro, meanwhile, is still on the run. Both are accused of a drive-by shooting that led to a police chase. That chase, police say, ended with the pair shooting at the chief. Embro Bridge, police say they found the body of a man who went missing over the weekend. Greg Skelly's family reported him missing on Friday. Police say they're investigating the disappearance and the death. 
In St. Mary Parish, deputies are investigating a body found in the Atchafalaya River. That body discovered near Berwick early Sunday morning. The sheriff's office says no other details about the case are available. In East Feliciana Parish, a grand jury will hear the case against a mother and a father accused of neglecting their adult daughter. That neglect, prosecutors say, led to the daughter's death. Kevin Gallagher has the details. In early January, the coroner and investigators were called to the home of Clay and Sheila Fletcher of Slaughter, where they found 36-year-old Lacey Fletcher dead and decomposing on a sofa. District Attorney Sam DeQuilla says he'll ask grand jurors to consider murder charges. You know, I don't know if they really wanted her to die. You know, that's something for the grand jury to determine. But you just don't treat animals or people like that. Lacey was surrounded in her own filth and had not had any proper care or attention in some time. It just seems like she was not provided the care that she needed. If indicted and convicted, the Fletchers could face life in prison. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In Baton Rouge, a 100-mile-per-hour car chase ends in a deadly crash. Police say the chase began after an officer saw Darian Rogers speed the wrong way down a one-way road. The chase ended on scenic highway when Rogers allegedly hit a car. That car's driver, Sherelle Weston, died at the scene. Rogers is facing manslaughter and other charges. Staying in Baton Rouge, police are investigating reckless car stunts that shut down traffic Saturday night. It happened on College Drive near Interstate 10. Crowds blocked the road to watch the drivers perform wheelies and donuts. To make matters worse, the Garth Brooks concert was ending at the same time, so traffic was an even worse mess than what was expected. Police and other first responders broke up the impromptu car meet and handed out citations. Police say they're familiar with the suspects and that the case remains under investigation. Speaking of the Garth Brooks concert, an earthquake registering on the Richter scale on the LSU campus during the show. Garth Brooks, man. Hmm. Nothing else he can say. Garth Brooks, the man moves the earth, truly. The spring elections are over. Two Acadiana towns have new leadership. In St. Martinville, Parish Councilman Jason Willis will be the new mayor. Willis beat incumbent Melinda Mitchell by a 58%, 42% margin. Staying in St. Martinville, proof that every vote counts. Janice Anthony beat James Charles to win the District 4 Council seat. Final tally, Anthony 219, Charles 217. Anthony won the seat by only two votes. Again, every vote counts. In Abbeville, another tight race, former police chief Mike Hardy returns to office 20 years after leaving. He beat incumbent Bill Spearman by 34 votes to reclaim his old job. Hardy served three terms as chief between 1990 and 2002. In Lafayette, voters who live in the Downtown Development Authority's district overwhelmingly approved a renewal to a property tax that funds the DDA's operation. According to the Secretary of State's office, 25% of eligible voters cast ballots. We have full results from all of this weekend's elections around Acadiana. You can find those results at kpel965.com and the KPEL app. We also have individual stories about the races we discussed a little while ago, St. Martinville, Abbeville, and Lafayette. At the state capitol, the House will consider a bill that would require schools to test third graders on their reading proficiency. Under the proposal, students would have to pass that test before moving to the fourth grade. Rick Thornton has a story. Mandeville Representative Richard Nelson says he was inspired by a law from a neighboring state who's seen their literacy rank improve from 49th to 29th in only nine years. So this idea of not promoting kids past third grade if they can't read really came from Mississippi. And students can be tested multiple times if they don't meet the proficiency rate set by state education. And then the bill also includes provisions so that you get this intensive training to try and get your reading up if you in the event that you actually are held back. If passed, it would go into effect at the end of the 23-24 school year. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Last week, we told you about a bill seeking to eliminate the death penalty. And that bill, of course, died in committee. Now we're learning support for capital punishment in the state is decreasing. David Grubb looks at the numbers. 
Based on data from the 2022 Louisiana survey, just over half of Louisiana residents support the use of the death penalty. But that number is down seven percentage points from four years ago. That strength of support has been shrinking over the last few years. Dr. Michael Henderson of the LSU Public Policy Research Lab says the state is slowly trending in the same direction as the rest of the country. So I think people have just reconsidered um, whether that's the best sentencing measure uh, to handle uh, these kinds of crimes. Henderson says if that trend continues, the legislature may reconsider that view in their policy, uh, you know, a decade from now or perhaps sooner. I'm David Grubb. In traffic talk, Dulles Drive between Ambassador Caffrey and North Domain Road reopens this morning. The stretch of Dulles between Domain and Westgate, though, remains closed. Now, for those of you who travel Ambassador coming from uh, the south towards I-10, the northbound lane, the outside lane on Ambassador approaching Dulles will be closed for two months starting today. Crews will be widening that lane. Now to sports. We start with the NFL draft. Two Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns football players taken in the fourth round. The New York Jets picked offensive tackle Max Mitchell, and the Washington Commanders took defensive back Percy Butler. Three other Cajuns are going to the NFL. They signed as undrafted free agents. Linebacker Farad Gardner will join Butler in Washington. Linebacker Chauncey Manack is headed to the frozen tundra to be a part of the Green Bay Packers. And quarterback Levi Lewis signing with the Seattle Seahawks. This is where it gets interesting, Bernie. He'll now compete for the starting quarterback role. Drew Locke, Geno Smith, and Jacob Eason also fighting for that role. This after Russell Wilson signed with the Denver Broncos during free agency. The New Orleans Saints, meanwhile, picked up big talent from small schools during the draft. Among them, Northern Iowa offensive lineman Trevor Penning and Appalachian State linebacker DeMarco Jackson. Saints general manager Mickey Loomis says both have tremendous upside despite coming from non-Power 5 schools. You know, we've had some success, you know, with Jari Evans and there's been some other guys, uh, Juwan Bushrod, for example. You know, we've had some some linemen from, um, you know, from smaller schools be successful. And, and uh, you know, Doug Marone was a big part of that process when he was here before. So um, we're not afraid to take, you know, guys and let, let, let our eyes, you know, we trust our eyes. We trust the eyes of, of our scouts and, and our coaches. He's highly competitive. He was a two-time captain there. And so, you know, we felt like he was somebody that fit into our system can do some of the things that we're asking to do, um, and and also there's a team, there's a you know special teams vision with the player, and so um, we felt like there was a lot of things that he could provide to our team that would benefit us. To college sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team sweeps Coastal Carolina to maintain first place in the Sun Belt race. Final score, 6-0 on Friday, 6-3 on Saturday, and 7-3 in Game 3 on Saturday. Melissa Mayu had a triumphant senior day. Not only did she ride to Lamson Park on a motor scooter, which that, by the way, that wins everything. <laughs> May you record a home run and five RBI during game one. In game two, she drove in the go-ahead run to put Louisiana up for good. Cajun softball closes the regular season this week with a three-game series at ULM. That's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for those of you who want to make the three-hour trip to Fun Row. The Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team takes two of three from Appalachian State to win another conference series. Cajuns beat the Mountaineers 14-3 on Friday and 12-7 on Saturday. App State pulled off a 9-4 win on Sunday. The Cajuns back at home this coming weekend, three-game series against UTA. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. To Cajuns women's basketball, Brandy Williams is returning to Louisiana for one more year. She played in only three games last season before suffering a season-ending injury. During that span, she led the team in scoring with nearly 15 points per game. By the way, Williams is only one of 20 Cajuns players to score 1,000 points in her career. She considered going pro, but she decided to come back for her one year of eligibility, her last year of eligibility, 
The beauty of uh, that COVID season, if there is any beauty of it, is that a lot of players now getting extra opportunities to finish out their co uh, their college careers on high notes. Speaking of basketball, the New Orleans Pelicans are thanking their fans for making this year's playoff run a memorable one. Pelicans Vice President David Griffin said the bond between the team and the fans was unlike anything he's ever experienced. The, the shared hope and joy that exists between our players and this fan base is phenomenal. It's a really rare thing. The word special gets overused, but I, I dare you to find another group that's ever done what this group has done the way they've done it. And it's because Willie never changed. He was the same all the way through. The Willie David Griffin's referring to as head coach Willie Green. High school softball, congratulations to Notre Dame, the Pios, winning their fourth consecutive state championship. They beat St. Charles in the Division Three title game 6-4. to four over at St. Julian Park in Broussard on Saturday. Uh, congratulations as well to Opelousas Catholic, Northside Christian, and Port Barry. They each reached the title games in their respective divisions or classifications, but they fell short in the championship game. Mega Millions jackpot tomorrow night worth $57 million. No one won the big one on Friday night. Most anybody won in Louisiana on that drawing, $500. Powerball tonight worth $27 million. Someone in New Jersey won a million bucks on Saturday. Someone in Pennsylvania won a million bucks on Saturday. Most in Louisiana, 300 bucks and not much. Lotto jackpot on Wednesday worth $1.3 million in the easy five, up to $60,000. And finally, Bernie. Yes. We have a bad story. <laughs> Bring it, baby. You go to England for this one, and we've had stories where the, we've tormented Bob Carriker about cats getting caught in strange places, cats on, uh, cats on roofs, cats up power poles, cats here, there, and yonder. Mm. How about sheeps on roofs? I, I like it. I think this is very entertaining. Bring it. And for some reason, now, UPI's website is down. Aw. Uh, I blame the sheep. Yeah, I blame the sheep, too. I don't know. Let's see. Sheep roof England. Let's do a Google search, and let's make sure that it's uh, not my Internet. Well, if it were the Internet, the, there we go. Five sheep. Uh, thank you, BBC. They rescue us here. Five sheep. Uh, rescued from a roof in New Millerdam. I have no idea where New Millerdam is. Okay. <laughs> New Millerdam. I don't know. But uh, there's a photo of uh, the animals on yeah. top of the roof. Had to be rescued by uh, West Yorkshire Fire and Rescue. <laughs> and they're just out there like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> it's fantastic. One woolly jumper leapt to the roof and the others followed. Typical of sheep. Um, uh, was, according to the tweet from the fire department, it wasn't exactly the kind of night the sheep were hoping for. Uh, the, the caption <laughs> describing the sheep jumping onto the roof, the, the, the caption reads, Sheep of Faith. <laughs> Good one. Blink. This gold didn't. <laughs> sheep on a roof uh, I thought snakes on, on a roof oh that's good stuff right there man oh <laughs> they leapt from a, across a gap from a neighboring, neighboring field onto a roof <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm sorry but this has me tickled <laughs> I love when you giggle like that. Everybody needs that in the morning. Uh, okay.
Okay, I really want a baby goat. I think a baby goat might go well with my two shizus. What do you think? I think so. They, they would be great playmates. That's what I'm kind of thinking, but I don't know anybody even locally that has a baby goat. I mean, I see it on Facebook, but I've never met anybody with a baby goat. You know anybody that has a baby goat for a pet? I'm sure we could find some farmers around here that have a baby goat that uh, they would be willing to part with, but okay. I, I I don't know anybody personally that owns a baby goat. Now, don't the only here's my thing. Okay, they look cute and look funny and they they make the cutest little noises, but I'm like the only thing I'm worried about aren't goats the ones that like eat anything? Uh, I don't know. I, I know they like to eat, but I'm not sure if they are discriminating in terms of their palate. <laughs> I know they like to eat, he says. You're hilarious. Okay, we're getting a call. Hang tight. All right, Ian, let's see. Uh, hi, you've called the Katiana's Morning News. Good morning. I'm the hell a goat climbing roof. I don't know Thank how you. a goat gets on a roof. That's a great question. I mean, that's one of the eternal mysteries, I yeah, think. Uh, <laughs> To the fire, it, it jumped. It jumped. Apparently, they have NBA level. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess they have verticals above 10 feet. I, I have no idea. I'm trying to figure it out itself. All I know is that the photo. Do you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I love it. All right. 824. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Warm and sticky across Acadiana. The thunderstorms that brought the problems for festival yesterday have now dissipated. And the instability is moving farther to the north. So after a bit of cloud cover out there this morning, I think skies will become partly cloudy. Temperatures climbing back to 85 degrees. We'll see our winds out of the south at around 15 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, skies remaining mostly cloudy as lows will drop to near 70. Into Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, warm and humid. Your high temperature near 86. Up to 87 on Wednesday under partly cloudy skies. Thursday, we'll see a front pushing close to the area. And that'll bring a better chance for showers and thunderstorms. We'll see high temperatures around 84. It'll dry out over the weekend with partly cloudy skies and highs in the mid to upper 80s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Okay, so I did get one thing about Asbury Methodist. Apparently, they had a youth event, goat yoga. And so they might have info. Yeah. I might have a line here on it. Well, you know, uh, goat yoga is not bad at all. Oh, God. Now, you see, I just went for that. I am such a big dummy, Ian. All right, but at least I have a line on it. <laughs> News Talk 96.5. KPL. Oh. Right now, traffic. All right, double-checking traffic. Lajeunet Road between Janelle and East Butcher Switch. Got a fender bender there. That's Lajeunet Road. Between Janelle and East Butcher Switch. A little fender bender there earlier. A report of a fender bender in Youngsville on Schmemetery between Rue de Beauvier and East Milton. Schmemetery between Rue de Beauvier and East Milton. Please buckle up. Jumping goats, baby. Jumping goats. I see the picture you sent me. It's beautiful. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you have a second, 
Could you maybe get that picture and just put it up on our Facebook page? Because I think people want to want to take a look at these hairy little beasts. And they're just like, like you said, they're just yeah, hanging actually, out. Like they're doing like nothing. <laughs> they're just standing on the roof. Like, let me who is let me go to the Facebook page because it's on the West Yorkshire uh, Fire Department's Facebook page. I, <laughs> let's see. Yet West Yorkshire, if I could spell. No, yet West no. I Yorkshire. Can't I, I don't know. I, I can't spell. I can't do much of anything uh, lately. I, I saw a study that said uh, that said something to the effect of you need seven hours of sleep a night to maintain your uh, your brain health. Boy, I, I've been killing my brain for the last 12 years. I, <laughs> maybe a little bit longer. You know, I got to tell you, look, man, get you asleep, never bed. Makes all the difference in the world. Okay, but let me ask you this. What time did you go to sleep last night? About 7 o'clock. I actually fell asleep with the Waltons on uh, <laughs> on television. Yes, I love you. You make me giggle. Okay, no joke. I thought about watching it yesterday, too. I passed it up. Guardians of the Galaxy was on. I'm sorry. I didn't Waltons with you. No, but Guardians of the Galaxy, if I'd have caught it, I'd have stopped to watch that. But the Waltons were on. The Atomic Blonde stopped. The truck's like, OMG, it's the Waltons. I used to watch it on TV. She's like, what channel did it used to be on? Like, back in the day, it was on TBS with the Beverly Hillbillies, the Jeffersons, wrestling. Some wrestling. Back when TBS truly was a turner. I know. I'm so old. It was on when I was like, you know, a little wee person. I know. I would hear my dad talk about how he would watch the Waltons growing up. It's like, well, the Waltons are still on. Did they ever really go away? And of course, as a kid, you don't understand the difference between first run and syndication, all that. But yeah, the Waltons, it's hard to believe for those of us that grew up with the Superstation, TBS, that all these shows that aired forever and a day ago are part of our childhoods, too. We know the Flintstones. We know the Jetsons. We know the Billies. We know uh, uh, the Jeffersons and all these other sitcoms. I I feel like that nowadays, we as those of us who grew up in that era in front of uh, basic cable TV, I think have a larger pop culture awareness than those who are younger. Case in point, NFL draft, they had a YouTuber introduce a pick has the bar for celebrity dropped so low that people who youtube and stream video are considered celebrities i guess i guess so i don't know (laughs) i mean but but you have to admit i mean it's kind of those people are super popular i I guess i don't know i think you're getting old look you're just in my camp now ian i'm sorry i i told you i would work you into my dark evil ways i think it's happening but here's the thing. Now kids will sit in front of a phone or a computer and watch other people play video games. Back in my day, we got into fights so we could have the last controller. <laughs> we hated watching other people play video <laughs> We would bump somebody off the hate uh, machine so we could get in. We couldn't wait to put our quarters or tokens in. And now people, ooh, I want to watch him play video games. No! <laughs> fight for the last controller, damn it. <laughs> Self-respect. <laughs> I don't think there's any self-respect left. I think it's, I don't know, I think it's gone completely. Make, I don't know. All right. It's, you make, oh, I make a good gone. point? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 
Don't hear me. I need to go find my uh, my portable chime. Yes, yes, you must go find that. It's coming up on eight thirty four on a KDNO's morning news. Bernie and Ian here with you. The loudest voices on the biggest issues impacting your life. Hi, hello, welcome, Moon Show. Continuing the long tradition of informing you in Acadiana. News Talk ninety six five KPL. Depend on it. The loudest voices on the biggest issues impacting your life. Continuing the long tradition of informing you in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. It's 8.37 in the morning. We're running late, so we'll go ahead and do a few quick headlines. Dave Baker says, breeze later today, 10% chance of rain, partly cloudy and humid throughout, high of 85. Let's start with the big story from the weekend. 12 people, including a suspected gunman, in the hospital after a shooting in downtown Lafayette. Happened around 1.45 Sunday morning on Jefferson Street near East Congress. Police say a responding officer engaged the suspect who was wounded. Lafayette Sheriff's Office investigating the officer-involved aspect of the case. The suspected gunman is critical in the hospital. Eleven other victims suffered non-life-threatening wounds. In St. Martinville, a new mayor will soon take office. Jason Willis, currently a St. Martin Parish Councilman, beating Melinda Mitchell in Saturday's runoff by a 58-42 margin. In Abbeville, former police chief Mike Hardy will return to office. He beat Bill Spearman by 34 votes to reclaim his old job. Hardy was the chief between 1990 and 2002. Some breaking sports news that just came in, Bernie. Honey Badger don't care. Oh. But Honey Badger cares enough to come to come back home. What? Honey Badger, free agent, signed New Orleans Saints. No. That's according to the NFL Network's report. So uh, we're expecting the official particulars later today. But according to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, all-pro safety Tyron Matthew, most recently of the Kansas City Chiefs, expected to sign with the New Orleans Saints. That uh, signing could happen as early as today. So we will uh, we will keep an eye on it. The story coming shortly. Yeah. KPL965.com in the KPL. I was going to say. Uh, I know uh, some of our folks in the. Yeah, Jude was working on um, something in the background, but he just he said Saints news coming, and that's all I had seen. So I'm going to go grab it right now, Ian, so I can pop that up there and get the alert. Wow, that's yeah. Tyron Matthew did the sign with New Orleans, of course, former LSU Tiger. Uh, played for the Kansas City Chiefs, was part of the Super Bowl uh, winning team a few years ago. Matter of fact, was on both of the Super Bowl teams uh, for Kansas City, the one that won and the one the next year that came up a little bit short. Uh, so a huge sign for the Saints, and that is another major gap the Saints are filling. They filled. A, they picked a couple of uh, defensive backs in the draft, or at least one on day two. But Tyron Matthew, we thought they would uh, draft a, a big-name defensive back. Nope. Saints are going to free agency, and they're bringing in the Honey Badger. So there you go. Before we uh, hit the break, a couple of items from the mailbag. want to check in. One of our secret squirrels says uh, he has himself a new friend, five-year-old, full-blooded German shepherd named Coda, and she is absolutely Aww. adorable. So thank you for sharing that picture. And Jacques checks, and he says, here, here, you're supposed to fight for the last controller. The loser <laughs> would have to watch. So That's uh, right. that shows generation Jacques is. 
I like Jacques. I think Jacques and I is our new best friend. Is he already one of your friends, though? Because, like, don't you have that squad of, like, eight dudes? He's a little bit older, so he wasn't part of the Magnificent Seven. But Jacques' dad was our principal, so uh, he gets honorary billing. (laughs) I like it. It's coming up now on 841. Jacques, you're a good dude. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. Warm and sticky across Acadiana. The thunderstorms that brought the problems for festival yesterday have now dissipated, and the instability is moving farther to the north. So after a bit of cloud cover out there this morning, I think skies will become partly cloudy. Temperatures climbing back to 85 degrees. We'll see our winds out of the south at around 15 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, skies remaining mostly cloudy as lows will drop to near 70. Into Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, warm and humid, your high temperature near 87. Up to 87 on Wednesday under partly cloudy skies. Thursday, we'll see a front pushing close to the area, and that'll bring a better chance for showers and thunderstorms. We'll see high temperatures around 84. It'll dry out over the weekend with partly cloudy skies and highs in the mid to upper 80s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And right now, all right, up to 73 degrees here at the KPL Studios. And our weather update brought to you by QC Kinetics. Check out QC Kinetics. All right, so you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, you know, I got all this arthritis pain. I'm so sick of dealing with this. I don't want steroid pills. I don't want a steroid shot. I'm tired of all these topical creams. I sure don't want any kind of medicine. I'm just ridiculously Sick of it all. Well, here you go. This is the solution of professional athletes. It's new, and it's new to our area. QC Kinetics. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. So it gives you access right here to a modern-day joint pain solution. If you've been worrying over your hip or your knees, all right, here you go. You ready for the number? You get a free consultation, 337 It's 337-243-4222. No downtime. This is not surgery. No more drugs or any of that stuff. This is completely different. It actually restores and repairs your damaged tissue. So whether it's your shoulders or you got some problem in your knees, whatever the case may be, this is the latest in precision medicine. It's about regenerative stuff to use what's already in your body to help you fight some of these things. So it's natural biologics. This is great. Call today, QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, only one little fender bender, Lajeunet Road between Janelle and East Butcher. That's Lajeunet Road between Janelle and East Butcher. Make sure you buckle up out there. It is coming up now on 847 Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie and Ian, good morning again, youngster. Of course, you're not good that morning, young. Good morning, Bernie. I was going to say, you're not that young anymore anyway. You're, you're, I'm, I'm thinking I'm turning you into, <clears throat> dare I say, a crotchety old man. 
<laughs> I think I was a crotchety old man before the the fact. Uh, I told somebody yesterday, I, I just recently turned 34 and I feel no older than 45. <laughs> oh, okay, so... Um, uh, so let me ask you, there are several stories here. Okay, that I, I just... Florida option? Well, okay, I've got Connecticut, I've got Portland, Maine, I've got Kansas. They're all good, and of course, I do have one Florida story. So, I mean, it's kind of up to you. I still feel bad for picking on Florida. I mean, should I feel bad for picking <laughs> on Florida? That's That's not nice, is it? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. But you know what? Since Kansas is there, let's carry on, Wayward Son. Let's go with Kansas. Okay, we're going with Kansas. Uh, good reference. By the way, oh, maybe I need to download some music for tomorrow's show. All right, I'm going to get on that. All right, you ready? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The owner of a donut shop in Kansas got really peeved the other day. And the reason he got so upset, which I get it, he's trying to make a living. Um, but he saw people in line actually waiting to buy donuts from one of his competitors. This is crazy, though, Ian. Uh, hang on to your donut on this one. Um, this guy, I mean, he must have gotten the crazy bug. He drove his SUV into the crowd. Now, what? Yeah. <laughs> now, this is a miracle because everybody in the crowd Nobody was injured. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. Yeah, the guy was still arrested for aggravated assault. But, I mean, it's like some people just straight up have gone completely stupid. I've seen some people do some strange things for a donut. I've seen some people do strange things in the line at local donut shops. I've never heard of anybody... Driving a car through a crowd at a donut shop. All right, you freak. I want to know. I want to know. You or somebody you know or just somebody you saw. <laughs> Tell the truth. What's the weirdest, freakiest thing you've seen for somebody waiting in line at the donut shop? <laughs> I've seen people box out like they're uh, trying to rebound a free throw, but I, but nothing uh, like nothing criminal or, uh, or obscene. Like people. No, not punches, oh. but jockeying, pushing, shoving. Oh, my. People are crazy. And then, of course, the crowd takes care of business and they uh, and they eject the person from the place. Yeah. OK. Now you've got here's what you got left. Portland, Maine, Connecticut or Florida. What you want? Let's go to Portland. Portland. A 26 year old woman in Portland, Maine, got arrested for drunk driving the other night. Now, the police suspected the woman may have been impaired after she. uh <clears throat> After she accidentally drove her SUV down a set of stairs outside of police headquarters. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. Now, we have people asking us, how do sheep get on a roof? Right. How in the hell do you drive your car downstairs? I don't know, but I want to see that woman's breathalyzer test. Gee whiz. Oh, people, Lord. don't drink and drive. You're 26 years old. You should know better. Good Lord. All right. And I'm not going to let you go to Florida just yet because the Connecticut story is about a drunk person. So it kind of fits in with this Portland lady. All right. A drunk guy okay. in Connecticut 
he needed to go use his friend's bathroom. But apparently the person that was already inside the bathroom was taking too long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. This is hilarious. So he fired his gun through the door of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> One in the hole. <laughs> Boy, if he was taking too long to go, I'm sure that made him. Uh, I'm sure that made him go even more quickly. <laughs> I'll bet it did. Now, fortunately, he didn't get shot. But you know, drunk guy with the gun obviously got arrested. <laughs> did he need new underwear? <laughs> Dude, I don't know, but I bet he took the Browns to the Super Bowl after that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there is. And finally, to Florida, a volunteer who is 69 years old and volunteers at the sheriff's department, one of them in Florida, apparently got caught selling drugs out of a patrol vehicle while in uniform. (sighs) Of course. He got arrested. He was looking at 15 years when they asked him. Um. Well, they actually, they, they asked the sheriff, they said, how are, upset are you that this volunteer got arrested for selling drugs out of your patrol car? And his quote, hotter than a beer butt on a tin roof in August. <laughs> so at least the sheriff was trying to be entertaining about it. I know. What a shame. I swear. Well, at least he's trying to be entertaining, but. But he missed the mark. Good yeah, Lord. Completely. And on that note, there's really no way we can top that. God willing, and if the checks don't bounce, we're back tomorrow <laughs> for another edition of Acadiana's Morning News from 6 until 9. We'll be here. We trust you'll be here, too. In the meantime, can we try to love one another? Amen. <laughs> the West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau is proud to present Kite Fest April 30th and May 1st. This festival of the year is family-friendly and free with kites, inflatables, food booths, fireworks, and more. Learn more at westbatonrouge.net. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit lordsrmc.com. We listen. We heal. For more information. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Some optimism appears to have returned to Wall Street after the worst week for the major averages since the start of the pandemic. The Fed meets tomorrow and Wednesday and is expected to raise interest rates a half a percentage point. Wall Street ratings firm Moody's reported a weaker quarter its operating expenses increased. Apple is defending itself after the European Union's antitrust regulators charged the company with restricting rivals to its payment chip technology. Apple says Apple Pay is only one of many options available payments. Domino's wants you to pick up your own pizza. Known for delivering in 30 minutes or less, says it will give you a $3 tip when you go to a Domino's. Carryout sales were than 11% in the recent quarter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation. Worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898. 
to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. 